just real quick. Alrighty, so do you mind sharing your name, where you're from, like the state that you live in currently? I'll go first. Fred Christian, disabled community activist and the founder of the social media organization Hashtag Impact on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Not a 501c, this a social media organization. Understand. Uh, my name's Rebecca Duncan. I live in Roanoke, Virginia, and um, I graduated Bridgewater College in 2020 with a Bachelor's of Science in Political Science Public Policy. And I am in the process of trying to get some nonprofits up off the ground. Okay, it's nice to have you both here. Um, as you guys know, my name is Celeste. I am the founder of Enough of Gun Violence on Instagram, and we are trying to make it a 501c3 or four, depending on which one we're going for. Um, I'm a survivor of both gun violence and domestic violence, so that's I just turned my pain into action. But I am from the DMV area, so I'm from Maryland. And, uh, well, the first question is, as we have been seeing all across America in various communities, gun violence has continuously plagued us. So how have these accounts of mass shootings impacted you on a personal level or just impacted your life? I guess I'll go first. Okay. As a disabled person, I am very concerned. I am a person of faith and a Christian and also a minister. I refuse to live in a spirit of fear. However, reality is hitting me like a slap in the face. I live in an area where, unfortunately, there is a lot of shootings and a lot of young children die, have died, which I will get to at the end if we have time to talk about that. And basically, um, every time I go to my local supermarket, because we had shootings actually in that parking lot twice in the past 10 years. Oh, wow. And basically, I say to myself, is this going to be the last time I come home? I mean, I after, especially after Buffalo. I mean, my dad's disabled. He's in a wheelchair. I help him a lot, even with my own disabilities. And I love my dad. I love my family. I want to come home. I want to come home. I've seen the pain of survivor families, especially moms who lost parents, children, or gun violence. And I don't want my own family to go through this. I love my life. I love my purpose, helping people like you and all the survivors and to get this change. But at the same point in time, I'd rather us be safe. Mm, that's totally understandable. Um, so Bridgewater actually had a shooting, uh, the year after I graduated, um, it was during COVID, uh, two officers died, no students were injured or actually died. Um, but I actually received the text messages. I got the alert, same as I had friends on campus that are still reeling, um, Tr having trouble sleeping, having uh, nightmares. Um, I know that here in Roanoke, we've had some shootings at some uh, grocery stores mm -hmm. and just local uh, community violence as well. Um, I have a two and a half, my daughter will be two and a half in uh, June and I'm actively looking at homeschooling options for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would consider that. I wanted her in public education. I wanted her, you know, to get to be around other kids. Um, but I'm currently working as a security officer at the university that my sister attends, actually getting ready to leave to go to a uh, camp we grew up going to. Um, 
And my days at work are spent wondering if we're going to be on the news. And because of the age of my department, I wonder about the security and safety of the students there, my sister. Um, and it, it's just, it's debilitating at this point because what what are our options? I haven't, so I was pregnant during COVID with my daughter, Aria. So mm -hmm. I didn't go to the store a lot, period, in the beginning. I think I've been to a grocery store maybe twice in the last three years. Oh, wow. Wow. We should be safe to do any of those, so like send your child mm -hmm. to school or even just go to the grocery store. But our country has normalized this, the fact of gun violence, be something that we have to live with but we just don't know like you said if we're going to be the next one because it doesn't pick and choose so it just we're, depends on if somebody's one of like okay i'm waking up i'm doing something and that is just not a good way to live but we are the only country that we can say this happens to on a daily basis i don't know what else to say and i don't i think everybody is frustrated too i wrote a poem on it a while ago when it happened, it was called basically the bullet doesn't discriminate. It was talking about social economic status and gender and race and mm -hmm. LGBTQ. And I was trying to say basically based upon pulse, which happened in Florida, based mm -hmm. upon other entities, it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. I got in an argument right after pulse with a person on this. He wanted me to say, Oh, it was gay, it was targeted gay crime. I tried to explain to him, look, the bullet doesn't matter if you what you are, it doesn't ask questions. When it comes out that trigger, it doesn't matter. The intent of the person matters, yes, and we have to prevent the person with the intent from harming us. That's what we have to do. We have to take the weapons away. We got to get them the mental health care they need. Be on the lookout, be a community again, black, white, Hispanic, LBTQ, whatever. Be more inclusive and look out for others. Make sure those are hurting don't make the bad choices. Make sure those are going off in a bad direction get stopped before they start. Yes. And the, num the number of uh, recent accidental shootings there was just another shooting in uh, Louisiana on the Texas border where a man shot a 14-year-old girl playing hide-and-seek. I can't let my child out to play. There was a six-year-old that was killed playing in his front yard. I don't feel comfortable letting my two-year-old daughter off of our carport with constant um, supervision. Yeah. I mean, what happened to, oh, we want kids outside. We send them outside and then they're getting shot because a basketball rolled over. Yeah, right. I heard right. that. Like, like blaming it, the constant blaming it on screens. And then when we set our kids out to try to go play, let them have that. Yes. And then our kids are taken from us. We're, we're reconsidering our timeline on kids, period, right now. Literally. Well, I mean, I will put this point this out. In Miami, we've had this problem for 10 years yeah. in the Miami-Dade metropolitan area. We lost a young girl named Tequila Forche, the gang-related incident. She, her grandmother was braiding her hair where I live in Miami Gardens, and they shot through the windows on bicycles in the drive-by, killing a 13-year-old. Mm -hmm. That's one. We lost a girl, I'm not sure of her exact age, but she's a beloved figure in the community of Liberty City. Her name was Jada Page. Small child, about seven years old. Most of the ones I'm going to reference now are between four and set, four and eight, Okay. I can't memorize these just because of my disabilities, but I do pretty good with memory. But numbers are not perfect. So anyway, I'm going to name them. Jada Page was gunned down in Liberty City. She was a small child. We had Chastity. We had Alana Washington, who was going to a flea market with her mother about during the pandemic and family, got out of her car at her home. And because someone had a beef with one of her relatives, gunned her down at approximately, I think she was about seven or eight years old. 
six to eight. Thunder down. Then three months after that, we had a little girl named Chastity Saunders, TikTok princess, who I've done memes on in my other account, and Chastity was gunned down. And three months after we lost Chast, we lost a little boy at his birthday party, Elijah. He opened the door to his house, thinking his friends were coming in, and they gunned him down. And in between that, after Jada and before all these, we lost a young little boy who was a peewee football star, beloved father and mother in the community, the Carter family. And their little boy, King Carter, went to go see the candy lady to go buy some candy. Someone had a beef with someone on Facebook, and King got a random bullet when he, sh he should not have gotten and died. Hmm. Plus, we have the adult children, Jack Brown III of my friend, Letha Cheryl Bush from Survivors Affected by Violence, Louis Leon Jr., of Tracy Brown's son from Families Affected by Violence, and a young football star named Marlon Goodluck Jr., or Marlon Goodluck, whose mother, Tracy Lyons, was raising in her foundation. He was gunned down right after football practice. Plus, we had Parkland with 17 people total, three adults and 14, which I'll get to my poem. All of them lost people. Wow. And some of these families even lost more multiple people. Lisa, Lisa has lost probably five to six people. Tawana, who's the aunt, Akins, who's the aunt of King, she's lost four to five people, four or five people or more. I'm not sure how many exactly. I, I can't, you know, I try to do the best I can when I share the stories, but it's, it's hard. But hopefully, Celeste, I can connect you with them. We can do a Zoom maybe with them one day. That would be amazing. They got to hear their side. It just gun violence is it's taking too many people, breaking up too many families at this point. We have to do something about this. My my first birthday was actually Columbine. Oh, wow. I remember that. I was, you guys were little. I remember it actually happening. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, these kids sadistically took the rifles in right after the assault weapons ban. I'm like, they did this. They took old time rifles and went in and shot up a school. Something was wrong with those kids, and it was sad. Thank God they didn't have the modern stuff. Thank God it could have been worse, but it was awful watching that that day. But thank God it didn't happen again. But then we fast forward to when Bush and the Congress decided mm -hmm. to loosen up our laws, and we had the Brady Law passed by our current president, which was great and kept us safe. Then every, all everything broke loose. All hell broke loose. We won. We had Sandy Hook. Then we had Parkland. We had Las Vegas. We had Cyril for Springs. We had um, Columbus, Ohio. We had the one which my friend the Red Letter does, which we know she was advocating after that was, was El Paso, Texas. We had so many you can't count. And then you have the thing with the schools being on lockdown. This and that with people bringing guns into school incidents, people threatening to shoot up schools and blow up schools. This is beyond our control. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and sorry, the, and they want to teach third graders, uh, how to tie what is it, tourniquets? Yes. And, and they wonder why, for the first time, I'm considering homeschooling. I, I saw one of the pictures from Alan accidentally. I was looking. I, I wasn't intentionally trying, but I kind of was. And this, this has to stop. Yeah. I was just seeing the one that this man drove all the way from California to Utah to shoot his brother down mm -hmm. and his sister-in-law, which luckily she survived but he ended up dying because he got shot by police. But I'm like, well, so it's like my, most like my friend Letha, Cheryl mm. Bush. Her son, Jack Brown III, got in an argument in Overtown, Florida with a man in a corner store. Jack went in the store. The guy waited around the corner, shot him five times in the back and left him paralyzed. He died a year later. His mm. mother had to take care of him in a wheelchair and paralyzed and take care of his disabled sister, Shaquari, KK, who we affectionately call KK, who has cerebral palsy from birth. Two children at one time, she had to take care of two adult children. This woman had to take care of at one time. 
And she got the news report. She saw it on the news that her son, some man was laying on the, in the street, bleeding out with the back, with being shot in the back. And it turned out it was her son. Mm. Then she gets the call. Mm. And when they get the call, because I deal with this part of it, when they get that call, it's not fun. Then they have the anniversaries every year, the birthdays, Christmas, the death day. It, it's not fun for these women. It is not fun at all for them. It's horrible. I mean, I can imagine what you go through every, every year, Celeste. I mean, you know, because we were talking about, because I did different things on this, and we are talking about triggers. Yeah, yeah. Certain things trigger certain stuff. Just the mall, Just the, mm. I don't know. They went to the mall on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They didn't go. The one that really killed me was the Asian family. He's the only six-year-old of the one survives. Well, and then the, the last shooting in uh, Cleveland, Mothers yeah. over bodies of live yeah. children. That is the new that right. that is the new normal. Probably and I know it. I know the moms uh demand action group, they've got people going to DC coming up. Um yes. and they they got something passed through uh in Texas yesterday. Right. Um mm -hmm. so it's they're getting the work done, but we we still gotta keep we're not done. Yeah, we're not, especially in my state, Florida, because we went backwards. We had, one worst, we had one of the worst governors in the world, and Rick Scott, and even Heathrow was a crumb after Parkland and did some stuff. And this legislature did some stuff to keep us fairly safe, not perfectly safe, but fairly safe. Yet the Sanders gets in, and he's crazed to be polite, and he wanted mm -hmm. to go ahead. And he undid all, tried to undo all they did. Most of it was undone. We don't have total open carry. But we have a permitless concealed carry where you can stick the gun out two to three inches as long as you don't point it at anybody. Now, if that gun goes off in a store, what's going to happen? If someone gets angry at someone, they're going to start instantly react and shoot someone. Yeah. And this is, the, this is the point I wanted to make publicly, and I've made it on video. Unfortunately, I couldn't do it before the legislature. Not that it would have done any good because they wouldn't listen. But, okay, as a person with disabilities and a person who cares with them, a person in a mark cart that's elderly or disabled, they're riding around on that scooter. Can they get out of the way if someone decides to start randomly shooting? No. A baby in a stroller, a child in a cart? No. Little kids running through the stores like they lose mom. You know? I mean, and then the people are going to freeze and panic, some of them, and not know to get out of the store or go in that walk-in cooler or hide or go out the back door or open the fire exit, you know? I know this from working in a store what to do, kind of where to go. But a lot of people that are civilians, they're not going to know that. Exactly. They're going to freeze and, you know, and this is a in problem. Mm -hmm. And this is a problem in Florida and Miami, especially waiting to happen. Once the open carry, concealed carry comes in effect July 1st, all bets are off. Yeah, yes. I know, I know Youngkin hasn't successfully passed anything uh, in mm -hmm. Virginia. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But we have a very slim slight hold of the state Senate and have nearly effectively ended every potential ban that he's tried to put forth for other things so he hasn't tried to push it him bowing out of 24 i don't think he's going to mm. trying to appeal that it's still popular it's it's not but um yeah virginia i know him he don't i don't think he's on our side not mm -hmm. at all. no he's not. he's not on anybody's side but the good part about your state ma'am is you only have him for one term. He cannot be reelected. He has to sit out a term, and then his track record follows him. Oh, unlike yeah. unlike us, who got this ah, this 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 lack of a better term. I'm going to play here because it's a zoom. It's going out. This awful 
person to be polite about this awful excuse for a human being it just has mm -hmm. no compassion no empathy no nothing it just is a just be polite he's an empty suit it's got a sick agenda that's just oh, harming God, this yeah I mean, I could get into the sociological experts of why a lot of this has happened in Florida with rant and that stuff, but we don't have time for that. I have done that in the past, but you know, some of there's things that need to be taken care of in our state. I've been saying it for the past five years online, off and on into people, but it just is not happening yet. We're going the way of let's attack people instead of let's help people in our state, which is scary. Oh, but yeah. but back. Back to the point, we're losing too many children. I remember two years ago on Memorial Day, we had 30 people shot. Seven of them were killed at a party on Memorial Day because these guns, these two little punks decided to get up an SUV they stole and shot up a nightclub with people coming out of it. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it, it's awful. It is. And there's so many cases or gun violence that go unnoticed. Just, mm. right. They don't make headlines every day. Even what though we do? Happened on May 1st in Texas or I think Texas. They killed a Hispanic guy, a father. I saw that. They want Latinos living by him. I was like, right. you don't want right. Latinos, then you can, I don't even know what you can there, do. But. There was 22 shootings last week. Yep. I mean, when I, when I first I didn't want to count was going through, I mean, I was going through CBS, Associated Press, everything. I mean, I mean, we have Mississippi, Texas, Alabama, Georgia back to back. I mean, twice in the same week, yeah. twice in the same town, mm -hmm. in the same state. Texas is, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm going to show you something we do to prevent gun violence. I'm going to hold it up right now. I don't know if you guys can see it real good. Oh, yeah. That is, you, I know you're starting to follow Susan from Bullets for Life now, Celeste. Mm -hmm. this, yeah. is the, this is the bracelet she makes. I talked to her today about the Zoom and she does want to meet with you. Okay. She does. She okay. Does. So, this is an actual bullet. You can see it right there. Oh, wow. What she does, she takes the bullet apart. I will send you a video of this via DM. For, I'll send you some video on this, okay? This oh. is my bracelet that she gifted me with the bullet on it. Oh. Takes the bullet and the bullet gunpowder out of the bullet, smashes it, speaks life into the bullet, and basically repurposes it. Just She would literally, she began this ministry after King died, King mm -hmm. Carter died. She would go to the inner cities, over town, Liberty City, Miami Gardens, wherever there was bullets. Literally take them off the street, smash them, repurpose them, and make bracelets out of them. Mm. I don't know if you remember this or not, but do you remember when Speaker Pelosi was talking about gun violence? Yeah. And the podium, and she showed the orange bracelet? Mm -hmm. That was a Bullets for Life bracelet. Susan had gifted that to her through rep our representative, Congresswoman uh, Frederica Wilson. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, we got a lot of connections with this. And I work with them. We even did a music video, which I'm going to send you. I hope you guys, can, if you want to, feel free to use it on Thursday. Okay, we definitely will. We'll be playing uh, videos. That, that and my video, too, if you want to use it for how many. I'm going to do it today for you guys, but if you've got time. But... Okay. If there's anything extra I can get involved in, I am open to anything and everything, by the way. Okay. We're always do you do, doing do you something. Do you do, you do Instagram? I do. Okay, contact me through Celeste, and we will. I will show you the people to handle. Some of them are not doing activism right now. Some of them use Facebook, but I can connect you with the Miami crew. Okay, that sounds great. And then well, my last question here for you guys is that we know gun violence is a public health crisis or public health epidemic. 
in what ways do you feel like we can work to end gun violence on a public health like level? Because I know they say, oh, public health is like treating the COVID-19 or really like a disease that you can actually treat or prevent. And gun violence is preventable and it can actually be viewed as a public health crisis. And we know physicians are doing the same thing. So I was just advocating with them, I think last week, Friday, and these are pediatricians who came to DC, like from Philadelphia, because they're tired. They see- I, like, I the saw kids, that, yeah. Yeah, they see kids every day being shot or dying mm -hmm. or just having their lives impacted. So what do you, like, what ways do you think that maybe the CDC or the NIH can be involved in that? Okay. I'm going to say this truthfully. I didn't actually start out as an activist as a gun violence person. I went 30 years without health care from the age of 16 with severe asthma to the age of 50 when I got my disability. Went through a lot of jobs. I can't drive a car. There's a lot of problems. We'll talk about some all the time when we do an interview. But uh, basically, I wanted health care for people. And we needed to expand Medicaid. And Florida was one of the states that still has not expanded Medicaid, leaving 800,000 people uninsured. Some of those uninsured people may need, there is mental health treatment for them. I have worked with a person as a peer support specialist. There is treatment for people to prevent some of these incidents from happening, but there's not enough because the stigma of not being able to pay and uninsured, et cetera, that needs to be stepped in. So if we expanded the Medicaid, we would be doing that because my worst nightmare of being uninsured would being was being a victim of gun violence because i would have if i lived because i would have high pays with no insurance i'd have to pay the hospital bill if charity didn't take it doctor's appointments afterwards physical therapy occupational therapy mental health all would be on me oh wow and when you're uninsured that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah health care is high uh, i saw i saw a question yesterday or today uh, if I get shot in an act of gun violence, a mass shooting, am I responsible for those medical bills? Hmm. If that isn't the most American question I've heard. And, and surprisingly, I work in healthcare right now, considering you can see the stuff that's going on. about to get all. It's just like, I used to work in a hospital in DC where we had, where a level one or level two trauma center where they bring gun violence mm -hmm. for like helicopter or by ambulance. And that was a daily thing because DC is like the, Mm -hmm. home of gun violence and I was like are y'all treating them without charging them because this is not their fault and then we have like community violence intervention programs at the hospital the people that work there and Biden did put more money in that but it's just like we need more and they're doing it so much as they can and they're trying to get people out of the communities that got them in that situation in the first place or the crisis that they're in but there's got to be something we can do on a public health level too and I know doctors want to get involved but it's like Legislators are not even listening to the doctors. Who are they going to listen to? We had a push for a big hospital to get Medicaid expanded five years ago in Florida or six years ago. Mm -hmm. Hospitals were involved because our public trust hospitals were going to go bankrupt and they were going to privatize. But that was the master plan all along to privatize all the hospitals. Then we don't have nowhere to go. Then they say, well, we don't have to honor the Baker Carey Act, which I didn't have at 16 because Reagan didn't sign it into law yet. And I mm -hmm. had my dad had a beg for care. I, I had a beg for care. This is the thing. When you get shot and killed, you should or injured and not killed. Sorry about that. You should not have to beg for care. It's enough. You have to go through the physical, emotional, mental trauma for the rest of your life of having this. Susan introduced me to a girl that she's beautiful and she just gave birth to a baby three years ago. Rock uh, Jade was shot right in the head and survived. Unshot mm -hmm. wounds to the head. Still able to walk, talk, function, and everything. She's a miracle of God, and she was able to survive this. And, you know, I see that and we're like, and we're like, wow, you know, it's like, we've got to do better on terms of expanding the coverage, expanding the medicine, expanding the mental health coverage. 
We've got to just make sure everybody has health care, no excuses, period, and in the sentence. This right. way, no matter what life circumstance they get into, they have it. Yeah. Universal health care. Here we come. We, we have to because mental health right. is not prioritized in this country. Every time right. they say, oh, he wasn't a white supremacist, it's mental health. And then right. they vote to not support any additional mental health measures. The last vote got a single Republican yes. Right. 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 Like, it's sick. But they're cutting, they're working instead of signing on to the weapons ban, they're cutting veterans' health care. I was just right. in see when they passed that too. I was like, you know what? You're and cutting. And then when they thing. rolled back uh, the gun laws under Trump that gave people access with mental health issues, long histories, full access, the shooting in Louisville at the bank. Yeah. He got that gun like the same week legally. Yeah. Like, and we've just realized that people that do this commit these mass murders or mass shootings get the gun that same week. They don't even have to wait days or a couple of weeks. They get it that same week or that same. Meanwhile, week. we have to wait for our health care. Right. I got to pay for my mental health medication. So like, exactly. Right. Right. It's it's. Yeah, prioritize I got a friend that's diabetic and she can't even and she works and she can't even pay for her um ins she can pay for her insulin but her pumps do it. They wanted a ridiculous amount on the exchange, and she can't even pay it with copays. This is a this is what what we're going through as a country. We're, we've got so much stuff going on. Is we need help. We as do. A we, we need, need a, help. We we, we need, need to be in the streets. Honestly, this, yes. The only yes. way we're gonna see this yes. is what we're seeing in the chambers yes. in Tennessee and Texas. Mm -hmm. I know people trying to mobilize, but with the fear of you know default coming because Republicans are gonna let that crash and. And our economy reeling. If it happens, we might as well all get into out in the streets. Well, the is, my question is this: We, I couldn't because of COVID, with asthma, high blood pressure, and eventually diabetes. I couldn't get out there and I had an elderly oh. father. I would have been in the streets of Miami when Floyd happened. Mm -hmm. Why are we not in the streets for our kids and for ourselves after the shootings? Why do we always just have ten or twenty people like Celeste's or I do? We go to something, we do a little march, we feel good, we tell people what's going on, and then we go home. We need to make a stand yes. on this. I mean, okay, we can't do civil disobedience because I had talked to uh, Paul Murray about this on a Zoom a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, I said, Paul, would you be willing, because I worked with a group called ADAPT for a while, which Celeste, I'm sure you're familiar with them. They're the people that have saved healthcare in, in 2017. Oh, yes. I remember that. The disabled people that came on the wheelchairs and shut it down and were carrying them out. I worked with I them. Rem I remember that. Yeah. They have no fear of doing civil disobedience. That group will sit in a lobby. They will get arrested. They do not care. They will get out of their chairs. They will physically make them. So I said to Paul, I said, is civil disobedience an option? And she said, we will consider it. She mm -hmm. said, they were at one point considering it. I do not, at this point, we can't do that because of climate of what happened one six. I don't recommend that. Yeah. I don't want to scare. I don't want to scare the people that are on our side. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend that. Okay. But I think... We need to do something. We need to really have a united front. Mom's the man. On, on, online mobilization seems to be currently working. I've I've seen uh, all of the groups that I follow on this right now uh, mm. flooding phone banks to the point where people are, if we can do it virtually, and I mean, now personally, every time this happens, I try to, I spam my own account with as much information 
and I people unfollow, they follow, whatever. I, I think we've lost some followers you know, too. Keep, but it's not share it. I've gotten suspended by Facebook so many times for posting the groups on my memes, either gun violence or healthcare. I've gotten suspended so many times. You are posting too many times to groups. We're suspending you for a week. I'm like, thanks a lot, guys. How am I supposed to get my message out? I don't have a budget like Occupy Democrats does. Oh. <laughs> This was great. What is one, let me see, what's the way I word this question? What is one thing that you would say to people that say we cannot end gun violence? I had this discussion at work. Uh oh. <laughs> um, that, yeah, oh yeah, no, I, that, I, I, I start with all of this usually. Um, that, the idea that we just have to live with this without taking steps that every other civilized country, every first world country in this, in, in the world, except us, has policies in place where people can safely use guns in certain settings for certain purposes without killing everyone and having, Texas had over 3,000 gun deaths last year. Yeah. Or or um what was it um oh, crap um the the methods that we have for preventing school shootings yeah. that oh um you know second amendment overrules that uh reagan's opinion of guns would get him kicked out of the republican party today Right. I saw a statement he, he made about AK-47s and about um, assault weapons being removed from civilians. And absolutely, yes. Yeah. yeah, but let me clarify something on that. I've done some research on this through social media. He did it on racial means. He did not do it because I'm of not the surprised. goodness <laughs> of his heart. He did no, this no. on racial means because he was fearful of the Black Panthers getting guns and shooting his type of people. Mm -hmm. That's what this was done for. Think about this. He was shot as press secretary, James Brady, who the law was named after and the organization is named after, literally got his shot in the head and was never the same. Okay. Yeah. You think Reagan would have said, my people got hurt. Okay, Tip O'Neill, let's do something about this right now. Because I watched an episode of All in the Family from 1972. They've been talking about this issue for 50 years. Mm. Yes. 50 yeah. years they've been talking about this work. And we got somewhere with the president when he signed it with President Clinton, and it was looked we were moving forward. But we unfortunately, because of people I named earlier, went backwards. Yeah. So back to the point. Reagan did not have the foresight oh, no. to even take care of his own people, to take care of himself. I mean, you got Bob Dole, who I'm grateful he gave us the ADA, but he was against having the Brady Law. I researched it when I was going to do a meme on him. I said, and I said, I don't want to pay tribute to this guy. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pay that, tribute. That's to fair. Him. Yes, he helped me. But he didn't help us all. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Wow. I don't want to get overly political. Yes, I'm a Democrat, but I'm, this is the truth of the reality. Oh. Is this has it's become so? This has become so politicized. It's not funny. The NRA has basically bought a political party, bought an ideology. They mm -hmm. walk in there, say, "You want to run for office? Say what we want to say. Do what we want to do. Vote like we want you to vote, and you'll go far." Yep. And that's what they do. And that's we'll why campaign. That's why I have on that meme. Hey, hey, NRA, how many politicians did you buy today? <laughs> That's a good one. We might use that for Thursday. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, could, I, could, 
tell you what I want to do. I'm going to message mommy a few things. Okay. We're here. It's open. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. You know, my Instagram is always open. My phone is literally mm -hmm. a mile away. If y'all need my number, I'll DM yeah. you guys. Please. If, if there is anything, I really, I, I went to school for public policy. Legislation is what I, if there is anything I could do to do that, I, I, I have to. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, and I am in the process of, um, I'm actually back in school online for my, uh, for a bachelor's of arts in uh, communications, public relations and business wow. administration, nonprofit management, and then a master's in public administration. I do plan to run for office. So for let us know. Definitely voting for you. Class of 2005, Rowan University, class of 1991, Central Florida Community College. Nice. I know. I'm communications major, too, even though I didn't. So <laughs> I can I have one, can I have one minute to please read this poem? So I'd like this lady to hear this poem. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I wrote this poem, How Many, in 2018, two days at the Parkland. I hadn't written a poem in like 20 years, almost 15, 20 years. It was 2005. No, it was 1995. I graduated college. Almost 25 years since I wrote this poem, or maybe a little. I don't do my math right, but it was, you know, two, and I graduated in 95. I hadn't written a poem since then. It was 2018. This was the first poem I've written in that many years. And I'm a communications major. I was devastated because I used to live as a little kid, five miles from Parkland in Coconut Creek, Florida, and Margate area, North Florida area. I lived near there. And I was at a party with the senior citizens where I live. Celebrating Valentine's Day. Come home and see that, and it changes your world. When you see the kids running with their hands out, when you see the parents grieving, then you see those parents the next day at the BB&T Center grilling Marco Rubio, and he didn't want to do nothing. By that point, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm praying. Give me some words. Give me some words. I have to do something to honor these children and honor all victims of gun violence. And so here we go. How many? How many tears must we cry? How many times must we say goodbye when someone we love dies? How many times must we sigh and want to cry? How many kids must die? How many moms and dads will cry? How many Americans will cry? Why, why, why? When someone they love dies. Too many tears, too many fears, too few years. How many more will say enough? How many more will rise up and say enough before our future dies, before it begins? How many will cry? Yeah, that's powerful. I'm going to give you the Probably paper copy, you. too. I'm going to give you the paper copy, too. Oh, the virtual you. paper copy. You thank guys you. put it up on the board. I want everybody to plaster this. There was a poem that I hope this poem becomes like it's called Then They Came For Me to Written After the Holocaust. And I want this poem to be like this for gun violence and advocacy in our generation. I want people to read this poem and think about it and understand that we can make change through this poem and we don't have to live this way. We don't. I appreciate the both of you. Honestly, if you want, if you know anybody that would want to do a podcast episode, we're always here too. So yes, I'm sending you the phone numbers of two people. Alrighty. Thank you. All you got to do is call them and reach out. Definitely. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. So we'll end the recording here for you guys. Where is it at?